this, I think, is where leadership and uh, a sprinkling of management comes into play. Because leadership, if, if leadership is defined as the ability to influence people to do something or influence a group of people to accomplish a joint goal, then leadership is in these moments where you're navigating a human chessboard mm. and you're doing a lot of maneuvering in a scenario that, quite frankly, um, it's hard to plan for. Mm. I mean, you can't you know, make this stuff up. And I think this is where people, some people say, I, I hate leading. <laughs> I hate having a staff. I hate dealing with people. Can't fault them for thinking that. But these are those moments where it becomes difficult for, for me, um, you, and others who just enjoy leadership. We don't enjoy leadership for the rah-rah speeches because sometimes those things don't even connect with people. Never that's such a small part. <laughs> it's a little part. It's a it's a part, but it's a small part. It is these it is these moments where you're stuck, and all you the, all the pieces on the board are stacked against you. Mm-hmm. It's no different. Leadership is when you know you're down by fourteen with two minutes to go. You know, and this is an NFL a football reference, and you got to figure out how to win. You know, do we? score and go for an onside kick? Do we score and go for a two-point conversion with the onside kick and then score again? Do we go for a field goal onside kick? Do we score and kick directly to the team and hope that they fumble? It's a bunch of scenarios that you have to navigate. Or when Reggie Miller scored, what was it, 11 or 13 points in like 45 seconds? Like, (laughs) you know, just the craziness of that scenario. Like, you can plan it out and then it, it, just like in sports, you can plan it out and it may not happen as planned. You may clink off the backboard. You may throw an interception. Or you may do one part one of the plan, but part two falls apart at the last moment. You got to love the game yeah. of wanting to figure it out and know that every scenario isn't the same, but there are some similarities that carry over from one scenario to the next. Yeah, and and then be willing to own the responsibility for the result. Yeah. And that's the piece that a lot of people, when people say that they hate leadership, that's the, this is the part that they really hate. They don't want to own because it. Ultimately it's my responsibility. That's right. I, I used to, I used to tell, I used to tell the folks on my team, uh, we can either win your way or we can lose my way, but there's absolutely no way we're going to lose your way. <laughs> that, that's just not going to happen. If there's anyone that's going to miss the shot, it's going to be me. Yeah. Because I own that responsibility. And um, typically, the way people get to leadership is, uh, or get to a position of leadership, is by being a really, really good individual contributor. And the way you become a really, really good individual contributor is by winning, by hitting all the shots, by performing incredibly well, right? So you you are coming out of a tradition of being a high performer, and now you're in this role where uh, you hold all of the risk <laughs> and you hold all of the responsibility, Yeah, but you don't control everything that's going on. And I think that that's hard for many uh, for many people. Yeah, listening listening to you just now was um, reminded of something that my 
dad said to me when my daughter was born. Uh, and my, my dad said, you know, Galen, you've always been, you know, very conscientious. Uh, I know you're going to want to be a great father and you're going to want to do the right thing. But no matter what you do, your daughter's going to be talking about you in therapy at some point. <laughs> there's just, there's no way around it. <laughs> so just do the best you can and enjoy the ride. And I think that um, for me, that translates to the leadership very, very nicely in that no matter what you do, there is no way to know the right answer. Mm. Uh, you've just got to trust that uh, with all of your limitations, you are more than enough yeah. to do this, to do this thing, whatever this thing is, but then you've got to have the courage to do it. Yeah. You've got to have the courage to do it. Uh, see, I think it was, I uh, can't remember the, the author, uh, I think it was Gode that said, um, it's not enough to know we must do. Mm. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's the, having the right answer is worth nothing. <laughs> you know, one of my, one of my, one of my first, one of my first mentors actually who I, who I, uh, talk about in my book. And he actually wrote the forward to my book, a guy by the name of Joe Cavalier, who is just, I don't know, just in my mind, the epitome of the marriage between strategy and execution. And uh, one of the things that he said, and I doubt he would even remember that he said this because he kind of said it in passing. He was talking about someone else in the organization and we were both kind of talking about them. And he said, uh, you know, everyone thinks this person has a lot of potential and they're probably right, but potential unrealized doesn't do any good for anybody. Mm. Right. Yeah. So if you've got this potential, if you've got wisdom, if you've got knowledge, if you know the right answer, but you're not doing anything with the right answer for whatever reason, that doesn't help anybody. And so I, you know, I think more than anything, I, I, I just, I really want leaders to have the courage to lead, have the courage to do what they believe is right. Um, because there's no way to know, but if you've got the right values and I'm going to hire you to be a leader in my organization based on your values. So if you've got the right values, if, if, if you've studied enough to where I believe that you could pull from the right resources, mm. uh, at the end of the day, I want you to make the call and, yeah. um, and know that uh, if we win with your call, uh, I am going to make sure that you get all the credit. If we lose with your call, then that's my responsibility. And I'm going to come in at the last minute and make sure that I'm the one shooting the ball mm. because we're either going to win your way or we're going to lose my way. You know, I, um, I'm reminded of a statement you made in your book um, several times over that when you do something for the right reasons, you're always going to come out on top and win. And as that statement and that line is repeated multiple times throughout the book, I'm reminded of process. You know, process matters, process wins, process leads to this ongoing consistency uh, in your business that 
allows you to achieve the same results, the same winning results over and over and over again. And, you know, when you talk about taking the last shot as the leader, being the one to take the blame, you know, oftentimes uh, we're taking the blame for things that you know good and darn well. Um, Your staff didn't follow through on. They didn't follow, if not the process, they didn't follow a process. You know, I can deal with failure if we followed a process because now you can look at the process you followed, tweak it to get a different result. But if you're doing stuff just because, well, I thought this or I thought that, and you didn't go through a process of thinking about it, planning for scenarios, planning for what ifs, you know, assigning people based upon skill set, et cetera, and abilities, then we're bound, we're destined to fail because all I'm going to do you know, if unless I know the specific solution to the problem, all I'm going to do is create a process to get to the solution of the problem. You know, that that's ultimately what we as leaders bring to the table. And I think one of the things you, you wrote in your book, too, about the role of a leader is bringing a specific skill set and knowledge. And a lot of times, and I'm, I'm constantly sharing this with my staff, it's not that I know that one plus one equals two. It's the fact that I know to get to two, there's a process to get there because you can take three minus one, get two. You add one and one to get two, two plus zero to get two, eight divided by four to get two. Like there, there's, there's a process that you can follow to get to two. There's different pathways. As long as we get to two, that's all that matters. But your process has to be followed and you have to be able to explain it to other people to bring them along. And therefore, influence them, you know, in the, you know, in the process of following the process, man. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I, I think you, I think you're right, uh, dead right in that um, we have to get to a point where we can get to repeatable, predictable results. Mm. That's what we're looking for. Now, we're dealing with people, we're dealing with circumstances so that you can't predict everything, Right. But we want to be able to predict at least 80% of those things. 80% we should be able to get our arms around. And therefore, we then only have to worry about that 20% that we that didn't quite follow the script. But uh, I was just talking with you know, another author uh, last week, uh, Eddie Turner Jr., Eddie Turner Jr., who's the leadership accelerator. And he was saying that one of his key principles or tools is this idea of framework. And he says that um, one of his professors says that uh, you, as a leader, you operate without a framework at your own peril. Mm. Because if you don't have a framework, then you're just winging it. Right. But if you at least have a framework, you know, these are the questions I need to ask. I need to ask them in this order. And uh, occasionally something's going to come up, something's going to come up that's not going to fit the framework. And that's fine. You've got to have the flexibility, the dexterity to be able to adjust to those things. But that should be 20%. That shouldn't be, that shouldn't be 80. That shouldn't be 90% of the time. And we can only get there if we have a framework that we believe is going to get us to repeatable, predictable results. I'm shaking my head um, because um, 
you know, I've shared with, with team members of mine. You you have to, like you said, have to have to have a framework. You have to share that framework with your team. Because if you don't, you'll get a bunch of answers or solutions that will create more work for you. As a professor, we give our, our students a framework to complete their assignments. It would be difficult, and that's putting it kindly, to grade a bunch of assignments submitted in different framework types. Because then you got to figure out what the student is doing, what they're thinking, what they meant when they did this or said this. And the framework is designed to give the student structure, but it's also for the professor to simplify and be as efficient as possible with the process. And I was sharing with a team member one time, um, I can tell that a, a student wrote a bad paper within moments of looking at it, simply by looking at the structure and the framework they used. If they didn't use the framework provided that was clearly identified in the syllabus or in the um, templates provided, then I can tell the rest of it makes no sense uh, because it's not structured the way it needs to be structured. It doesn't address the topics as needed that it's supposed to address. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, I asked for a certain page limit and minimum and maximum. They wrote less or more. So if you wrote less, that means you didn't have nothing to say. You need to do your research. If you wrote more, then you're saying way too much. You don't know how to get to the point. But that means that you still don't have anything to say, but now you're just using a lot of words to say it. Just to fill up the page, right? <laughs> it's, it's almost like stuff in the stat sheet in sports. Where you can stuff it, but you, you know you can you hear sportscasters say this all the time. Those stats were meaningless. He scored thirty points, so they were meaningless. How's meaningless? Because he scored them in the last five minutes when there was no defense, <laughs> right? And it was already a blowout. Versus somebody who scored nineteen points was more impactful because they came at critical moments of the game, right? And the framework is important in business, you know, in your business, uh, in my business, in uh, my work, where. If, if certain things aren't followed, you know, whatever you do from this point forward is going to fail. And you can, you, you're almost like a prophet to your staff, but it's not being prophetic. It's not looking into the future. You just know that the process wasn't followed. And as a result, there's going to be uh, difficulty coming down the pike because of this. I, I, to I agree. Uh, at the same time, you can't blame the process for our lack of courage, right? Because that's another area where we hide, right? We hide behind, well, you know, hey, look, here's the process that I got from, from Harvard. <laughs> and, you know, if, you know, I'm following the process and it's still not working out, you're, part of your job as a leader, though, is to have the, the vision to see what's going on and know when you need to call an audible. Mm -hmm. Know when you need to make a different call. And so yes. uh, process is important. Uh, and, and following a process is important for your organization. But I still go back to if there is non-performance, is it because they don't know or is it because they don't want to? If they don't know, I can teach you. And, and I'm going to put my all into teaching you, into developing you. I consider myself to be a molder of people and I love developing people to perform at a level higher than they thought was even possible. I love that. I cherish that. But if you don't want to dude, you're wasting my time. I'm wasting your time. I'd rather just make you available to the industry so you can find 
and what your what your thing might be. Mm. And we've got to have the courage to do that. And um, process, uh, I think, is a great. I think you even talked about this. You know, this 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 space that I'm in right now is. Uh, I think many leaders confuse uh, the objective for the measurement, mm. and we do that all the time. We make we make the measurement the objective. Um, in corporate America, see companies do this all the time where uh, their driving force is the quarterly earning, mm. right? Well, very, very important or the uh, profit to earnings ratio. Uh, very, very important, but that was always intended to be a measurement of how well the company is doing long-term and we've made the measurement the objective. And so if we've got a process, to your point, you can tell if someone's following the process. And if they're not following the process, that's an indication that this is probably not going to turn out well. But that's a measurement. (laughs) That's not the objective, Mm. right? Mm. And I think that we, I've seen many leaders, I've seen many businesses confuse the two. Uh, and they you, they hide behind the process um, to escape the responsibility of saying, "Dude, you're not cutting it. Uh, we're, we're 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 not heading in the right direction. We need to call an audible. Uh, I need to step in, and instead of being leader, I now need to be a manager. I now need to be an individual contributor. I'm the one that has to get in the game. That's another thing that." Um, generates a lot of fear. Uh, and I'm going to talk about myself because I pride myself at being a strategist. And by definition, a strategist sits above. If, if no one is sitting at 20,000 feet, then no, if, if, uh, if the leader is not sitting at 20,000 feet watching the operations, then no one is, right? right. So I, I enjoy that. But if I'm sitting at 20,000 feet and I'm seeing the organization going off a cliff, or I'm seeing someone putting the rest of the mission in danger and I refuse to get off my perch and get in and do what I need to do in order to solve that because I'm a strategist, then that's just, that's just ineffective leadership. Yeah. That's just ineffective leadership. 